Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. MSAstore.com. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. It's in the hands of the coach's son. How about that? Is that appropriate? Don't you know just someday he'll be a coach of his own program. <laughs> this is becoming a family dynasty, if you will. And that's what a year he's had, too. Hurley and the Huskies have their dreams come true. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. out of bounds here on 1037 the buzz appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of arkansas john neighbors joe franklin broadcasting live from the hogs me market studios with you today and thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon it is a trigger tuesday here on out of bounds so we're going to talk about things that are bothering us in the world of sports we want to hear from you 501-661-1037 you can get after us in the Asher Record Live Fan Feedback. After me on Twitter, at BuzzJohnNeighbors. I'm going to have a loaded show for you, just like we do each and every day. But today, here in the first hour, we're, we're going to once again be joined by KATV's James Bryant because we know that uh, with the storms the past few days, or a couple few days ago, and then tonight, going into tomorrow morning, it looks like it's going to be another really crazy storm uh, circling around the state of Arkansas, once again, in the central Arkansas area. So, we're going to have him on, and actually had a lot of you tweeting at me asking if uh, we were going to have him on again just so they can be fully updated. So he'll come on with us at about 1.35-ish as we'll break it down tonight and give everybody updates on that in the 2 o'clock hour. Going to have uh, former Razorback baseball player Trent Daniel in studio once again. He joined us about a month ago in studio, and uh, he's a guy that knows a lot of Razorback baseball, but just baseball in general and also a uh, big Razorback fan. So we look forward to having him in studio once again just Chalking it up with him and having some fun. And then in the 3 o'clock hour, we were supposed to have Connor O'Gara on last Friday when uh, we were at Guatney. But uh, due to the tornadoes and everything, we had to postpone it. But he's going to join us today because he wrote uh, a really great article uh, about Anthony Richardson, about quarterbacks in the SEC going to the NFL. And also uh, a really interesting thing about Eric Musselman, which he's a football guy. So that's what makes it so fascinating. But he'll join us in the 3 o'clock hour and he'll get his thoughts and opinions on all of that, and as uh, I'm sure we'll break down a lot from last night's game, too, as you heard in the intro, but I guess the big news here, at least in the state of Arkansas, it's not a surprise, and I don't think anyone should be a surprise, but it was announced just a few hours ago that Razorback guard Ricky Council has officially declared for the NBA draft. Now, he didn't leave that little opening comment like Devo did of saying, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to forego my eligibility, I'm still going to remain... It didn't have anything like that, so you would believe that uh, it would be something where he's moving on and that's that. But he put out a long message to Razorback fans, to coaches, to teams, and everything like that that said, hey, appreciate it, thank you for the opportunity, but I'm taking my talents to the next level. It's not necessary for players to specify now. The questions are going to be asked, so in that regard, some of them will specify, and Devo did that, so now he doesn't have to get the questions. And with Ricky Council... People that are uh, wanting to talk to him in the next few days, he'll be asked about it, and so we'll see what he says at that time, and he may not choose to discuss it. Maybe that was why he left it out to begin with. Well, and I think that every player with that comes to their timing and why they do it a certain way, you know, you can speculate as far as uh, what it means, but uh, he did just put out a, a very simple graphic, and which is kind of the way it's done, no matter if it's in high school recruiting or in college or whatever, but he puts out a graphic where it says, Dear Arkansas, first I would like to thank God, 
None of this would be possible without the man above. As I mentioned time and time again, this year has been a dream come true, to say the least. The fans were top tier, and going to school here has been amazing in every aspect. Transferring and coming to Arkansas was a very hard decision, but I want to thank Coach Musk, Coach Arginal, Coach Smart, and the rest of the support staff for making that transition as easy as possible. Playing here this year has taught me so much on and off the court, and I can be truly, I can truly say that I just haven't grown as a basketball player, but also as a person in, I'm becoming today. Special shout out to Coach Rich, Matt, Matt Towson, and Christina Parrish for keeping me healthy throughout the whole year. It is my third year of college, and it's the best I've ever felt. Uh, to my teammates, thank you for accepting me as the person and player I am. This was a special team and the most talented team I've ever played on. To each of you, I wish you all the best in whatever you all decide to do with your careers moving forward. One of my goals this year was to connect with my teammates, and, I've ne- and I felt like I absolutely have done that. Lastly, I would like to thank the number one, my number one fans, my family. Up until this point in my career, only my brothers have been to a game, but this year I can say that my whole family was able to go to multiple games, including my last one which was very special to me and something I will never forget. Love you all so much. After extensive conversations with my family and support staff, I've decided to pursue my lifelong goal. I've decided to declare for the 2023 NBA draft forever a Razorback C4 out. So that was his message. Very, uh, you know, well done. And thank everybody. Thank the fans. Thank coaches. Thank everything. So uh, the question becomes now with Ricky, is he for sure a drafted player? I don't know, but... What kind of is Ricky Council? Is it something he's going to have to maybe go to the combine and go to scouting, and maybe he can work his way up through the the mock drafts in the ranks that way? Is he a project player? Just what is Ricky Council going to be at the next level? I think he is a draftable player, and many of the mock drafts leading up to this moment where he makes the announcement, they had him at, at the end of the first round. Now, there are so many out there that some of them may have had him early in the second round, but if you're getting projected... At the end of the first round, early second round, that means you're draftable. And it's not like he's being mocked in the mock drafts at uh, the end of the second round because then at that point you're taking a chance of you may not get drafted. Well, see, and that's how I've always felt with NBA drafts, especially since there's only two rounds. If you're a player, regardless of your situation, regardless of what you're doing, regardless of where you're at, if you are projected – at the latest, or at least the latest in the draft, at mid-second round, which to me, if most people have you at that point, you're for sure going to get drafted, uh, I, I'm going. I, I, you know, First round, of course, would be great, but you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get. I'm going. So with Ricky Council and having people think that he could be that level of player, that type of player that gets drafted in the second round, hey, go on, man. Just uh, go on, and hopefully uh, you have a very great and illustrious career and continuing to build, but... Uh, it's just uh, it was awesome to have him here for the one year. I mean, he had a lot of great moments, a lot of great games. Some of these games, he had 25 plus points. Uh, he was pivotal in some of those. He had some highlight real dunks, which were really great. And uh, you know, it's hard to pay, just you know pinpoint one game, but without a doubt, him and Devo were the most important pieces of beating Kansas in the NCAA tournament. And if it wasn't for Ricky and his great free throw shooting down the stretch, and uh, some of the great plays that he made, uh, you probably don't win that game. So. Uh, he, he was a great piece of this team and got to wish him nothing but the best. And, uh, you know, it's it's something that I'm sure fans are going to be rooting for him whenever whatever he ends up doing in the next level. But uh, it was great to be able to watch him and have him a part of this year, past year's team, too. Coming in as a transfer, we've seen it with a couple of players under Eric Musselman, and he used the transfer portal in a certain way. And um, Ricky Council was somebody that added a really great piece to this team, and the team wouldn't have been the same without him. So he did bring certain talents to the table on the offensive end. And, uh, you know, every now and then maybe you get some some defensive plays. But he was known for that explosive ability. And what we heard about this team going into the season was that a lot of these players, they were above-the-rim players, and Ricky Council was definitely one of those. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had so much potential in what he was doing. And, of course, being a uh, sixth man or – a guy off the bench at Wichita State for him to come in to this situation. And at times he came off the bench, but became a starter for the most part of this season. You know, he had to change a lot. He had to change about his game. He had to change his role. He had to change so many different things. But uh, the fact is, is that he ranked fifth in the SEC in scoring where he averaged 16.1 points per game. He shot 43% from the field. He led the team in free throw percentage and makes 174 free throws, uh, made 34 three-pointers, and also 
3.6 rebounds a game with 81 assists and 40 steals. So he scored double figures in 31 of Arkansas's 36 games and topped 20 points. Now, this was something that uh, you got to keep in mind, too. He topped the 20-point mark 11 times this year. That's essentially a third of the season Ricky Council uh, was able to go for 20-plus points, and his season high was 27 points uh, in a win over Troy, as well as a 26-point deal uh, against Oklahoma. And then even Baylor, he, he played great. Uh, against Missouri played great, Kentucky played great, Alabama played great, and that's, again, the games that he did it in. It wasn't against just scrub opponents. You're talking about some of Arkansas's toughest teams, and a lot of those teams being on the road or in neutral sites, those were his greatest games that he was able to play. So uh, I, I think he'll do well. I mean, he they know a lot more about it than I do, but uh, it seems like what they see from him with his athleticism, his shooting, I know, could probably be improved. He probably will admit that, too. Uh, he seems to be a very uh, conscientious player, a very smart player, and high basketball IQ. So uh, I think that there's going to be something for him. I don't know if he'll get you know, immediately be on an NBA roster and just take off from there, but uh, he's definitely going to have a lot of potential there to possibly uh, take that next step and be a really great player in the NBA. Most of the players in the NBA draft, even the high-level players that are drafted at the beginning in the lottery or even the first five picks, they have to still work to develop their game, and sometimes you'll see them do that on the G League level. They sign the two-way contract, so they get sent down to the G League, and they continue to work on their game. So this is just something that happens with college players making that next step and going to the NBA. So it really doesn't matter where he gets drafted. The fact is, if he gets drafted, that's going to be a plus in itself. And he's going to make money. <laughs> he's going to make some money doing it, which I know is uh, a big part of it as well. So as far as right now, at this point in time, we'll see. Things can change. Things can get announced today. Could be tomorrow, whenever. But as of right now, uh, with the Arkansas basketball roster from this past season, we have Nick Smith Jr. was the first to announce he's moving on. He will not be back. Brazil, Trevin Brazil, announces he's coming back to Arkansas officially. You got Devo, who has announced he's going to test the waters in the NBA, but still leave it open for possibly coming back. So you could kind of put him as a TBD. And then you have Ricky Council moving on. As far as Nick Smith, how do we know? As in, his yeah, own, in his words, how do we know? Yeah. He, he, he never said anything one way or another. The door is open. And it's, it's not that necessarily the door is open, but the option is there. Right. Yeah, he could come back. But with him announcing on social media, I'm leaving you know, it just you kind of go along with like, okay, yeah, you 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 are gone. But I'm sure if he didn't get what he wanted to hear, or I, I I don't no, even want to think about it. It wouldn't even be yeah, a I wouldn't deal even about, think about that. It. It's just it, it was funny just going through that whole process when uh, he was asked about it. He's like, yeah, how do you know? Yeah, yeah, he's just gonna have to wait and see. That's what, what he said. I was like, come on, man. And my, my, again, that was the exchange for Bob Holt. I may have to go back and find it, but. My favorite thing about that was not just Nick Smith playing with Bob, but then Bob coming back. He's like, you, you want to bet on it if you're if you're going to be going to the NBA or not? Because then it kind of turned on him. It's like, no, I don't want to bet money on that. It'd be something I'd lose, although he's going to have plenty of it. But uh, that's four players now for the uh, Razorback roster that we know what they're doing. We know what their next step is going to be. And I'm sure it won't be the last here in the coming days. But we have a lot of things to talk about. Again, we got, we got to get into last night's national championship game. UConn, once again, double-digit victory over San Diego State. Tried to make it interesting, got within five in the second half, but it was all UConn, pretty much all tournament long. So we'll talk about that game, give our reactions to that, as well as the uh, the dumbest thing ever, the way too top, early top 25s that everyone puts out because it's so ridiculous but so funny. And, of course, your phone calls and text messages, 501-661-1037. Get to that a lot more here on a Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. Coming up next, so stay with us. Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. This 
Texas Sports Center. Arkansas baseball will not play today as their scheduled game with Arkansas State has been canceled due to weather. Arkansas will next play on Thursday as they travel to Oxford to take on Ole Miss in a three-game series. In SEC baseball news, Arkansas outfielder Tavian Josenberger was named Player of the Week yesterday. He had a 571 batting average with eight hits, including two doubles and two home runs, along with six RBIs. In the NBA, the Dallas Mavericks are seriously considering shutting down Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving to push for a top-10 pick, according to Sham Sharania. On just February 10th, they had a 96% chance of making the playoffs. Tonight in the NBA, the Grizzlies will get back to action as they host the Trailblazers at 7. Coverage for that game can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Calling all barbecue lovers. Register to be a judge at the 19th annual Double B's Barbecue. Sponsored by Michelob Ultra, Gravely Mowers, LRS, Oakland Racing Casino Resort, Tito's Handmade Vodka, and Fence Brokers. Go to buzzbecue.com to register. Judges will be selected and contacted via email. At Jones & Son, when you shop for an engaged ring, you get the benefit of shopping with the largest selection of rings in central Arkansas. We also carry the biggest brands in the business and now offer our new Jones & Son collection of branded engagement rings. Our Jones & Son rings are high quality at a really great price. Also, they are fully customizable and we can modify any design to suit your needs. We are a direct diamond importer and import all of our diamonds so we save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones inviting you to shop Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry in West Little Rock. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crockpot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. See Gary Elmore in Lone Oak, Justin Stewart in Malvern, or Drew Self in Hot Springs. Springtime in Arkansas means we turn our attention to the many waterways our state has to offer. Nothing's more enjoyable than floating or fishing one of the great streams and rivers in the natural state. This spring, do it in style in a new kayak or canoe from Arch Marine in North Liberoc. Back in 1953, Whit Davis and his wife started Whit Davis Lumber Company. 70 years and four stores later, this family-owned business is still going strong. During their 70th anniversary sale, you'll find unbeatable deals on a variety of products. But if you're looking to score a deal on a grill, now's the time. They're offering $70 off any grill purchase now through April 15th. Go see my friends at Whit Davis and Jacksonville Cabot Greenbrier and Sherwood during their 70th anniversary sale going on now through April 15th. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago, and ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Tune in each weekday morning from 6 to 10 for Morning Mayhem with David Basil, Roger Scott, Justin Moore, and me, R.J. Hawk, from the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studios. Like Oakland Racing Casino Resort on Facebook and stay up to date with news and special promotions. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball way up in the air, way deep right field. Get out of here. Brady Slavens with a go-ahead home run. That ball could have seeded the clouds if there were any above Ballwalker Stadium. Second home run of the season. The Hogs have the lead in the fourth inning. On 103.7 The Buzz.
Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. Going to have James Bryant of KATV join us about 10 minutes. We'll get a little weather update as well as give you some updates on some of the uh, additional ways to find relief as well as donate some relief to uh, those who are in need with the, the tornadoes from last week. And it uh, looks like tonight, going into this morning, next tomorrow morning is going to be another nasty storm system. So we'll talk with James uh, more about that here in just a little bit. But we uh, we brought up Ricky Council and him moving on. And uh, last night, though, was, of course, the big news as you're in the intro with UConn defeating San Diego State 76 to 59. Uh, final score, and uh, it was just, you know, I, I felt like UConn was going to win. We had Chris Gordy on yesterday. He says he thinks UConn wins by double digits. I agreed, and they ended up, although San Diego State, again, made a run, got it within five, but UConn just, this was their tournament, Joe. Like, th- this was just, you know, take away the regular season because I know that they had some, you know, some hiccups and they were a four seed and all that. None of that matters. This was their tournament. They were playing their best. They had the best team. They didn't really have a weakness. And they just showed out in the most impressive way you will ever see teams in the NCAA tournament. So that was just a big-time performance by then. Dominant. Their inside play, they hit a bunch of threes from the outside. So it's a team that doesn't really have a weakness, the way they play defense. Now, the game did get interesting with San Diego State giving within five. But right away, UConn comes back and hits a three and extends the the lead to eight. And uh, then they went on a 9-0 scoring run. So... Within five, they go on that scoring run, and then they push it back to 14, and game was over. I, I know, and one of the most impressive things about UConn is not only the way that they were able to defeat opponents each and every game, but it's like everyone kind of knew it, too. You know, you, sometimes you see you start getting one team that gets so hyped, and you're like, oh, okay, this team's a little overhyped. They usually get upset or usually have a bad game or anything like that. But they just kept coming back and back and back, and every time that another team hit just a little bit, they silenced them. And when San Diego State got within five, uh, I, I believe it was Hawkins that hit that huge three to just take it to eight points, and they never looked back. He had Sonago with 17 points and 10 rebounds. Uh, Hawkins finished with 16. Uh, Newton had 19 points uh, for UConn, and that was where the majority of their scoring came from. And again, I know San Diego State was a really good team. I think defensively they had had uh, a great run, and they like to muddy up the game. But just uh, UConn, with that size down low and with the, the great shooting that they have, and also something that maybe doesn't get talked about enough, free throw shooting. UConn, I felt like this entire tournament shot 90-plus percent. It, it, they just didn't miss. So when you get into a physical battle, you have great shooting, you have inside presence, and when you do get fouled, you make your free throws. Uh, those are just some of the, one of the many things that are going to be able to make you be such a dominant team, and that's what UConn was. That's where the game was won last night. San Diego State, if they had any chance of coming back to win that game, in uh, the last 12 minutes of the game, UConn was shooting free throws. So when you have that much time on the clock and you're already shooting free throws, it's going to be hard to come back and, and get a win over a team like that because every time there's any kind of contact, they're going to the line. It's not like it's going to be a side out or anything. They're going to the line shooting free throws. They take advantage of the opportunities the other team gives them. And, again, it was just impressive. And it was funny because I was uh, talking with uh, Aaron Torres, which, uh, of course, he was a UConn grad, and he's celebrating last night and today uh, for, for their victory. But just thinking about UConn as a program, the fact that they have won five national titles in 25 years, which is impressive within itself, but doing it with three different coaches, with Jim Calhoun, Kevin Ollie, and now Danny Hurley, like, I get that people will bring up all their blue blood program. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you're talking about Duke. You're talking about North Carolina. You're talking about Kansas. Like, a lot of those programs have won, I think, between Duke and North Carolina, they both all won two, maybe three. But for UConn to do it with different coaches and that span, man, it's just, it, to me, that's one of the most impressive things and maybe doesn't get talked about enough is just how much of an impressive program UConn is considering that they're not part of a major conference, you know, Power Five that gets all the funding and all the money that you would get from conferences. They just have a culture in a basketball program that they know how to get it done, and they know how to how to not only win and, and at a high level, but win championships, which I think is something that gets overlooked a lot, too. Yeah, they've, uh, it, from 99, winning five titles and uh, in a 24-year span. It does show how hard it is to win because... The years in between, it's been five, seven, three, and nine years. Mm-hmm. 
but um, you know, over a 24 year span, and it, it just shows that even though they're a team that makes the tournament, they're not necessarily going to win the tournament every year because. You know, it takes some time in between winning those titles. I don't know how UConn fans dealt with that nine-year span. That must have been brutal, just brutal to deal with, just nine years between championships. But uh, we had a texture on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line from the 501 say, uh, so where does this UConn team's national championship win rank with the 2014, 2011, and 99 teams? And I disagree with the comment recently saying that this team was the 1990 UNLV team version of 2022-2023. Yeah, I disagree with that. Let's not get crazy. I mean, it was very dominant, but uh, as far as where it ranks among those other UConn teams, I mean, this one might be at least the most impressive one just because of how dominant they were in the NCAA tournament where no game was really that close because you're talking about double-digit wins each and every game. It's hard enough, like you said, Joe, to win the title. Not only to win the title, but just to dominate everybody in your path in six straight games makes it just that much more impressive, too. Yeah, um, it, definitely what they accomplished there, they they went on a nice run. Um, the difference will be now some of those other UConn teams, maybe they had stars on those teams that you don't necessarily see on, on this team. And it's still going to be worked out over the next couple of years when uh, these players have a chance to go into the NBA draft. Jordan Hawkins right now is an NBA player, so you would expect that he's going to declare. But uh, some of those other UConn teams, they had for sure NBA talent that you knew of. Now, Sonogo, you would think that he would be, and even um, uh, Klingon, you yeah. know, the freshman. You never know what, you know, it could be for him. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it ranks. But as a team and their dominance in this run, it was it definitely ranks up there. Don't know if we probably have to talk to UConn fans to see how they really feel about it and comparing these teams to this team to the other teams. Because 2014, that was the Shabazz Napier year, right? Uh, when they went on that run. 2011, who was that? Kimball Walker. Kimball Walker. Okay. Yeah. And then 2004, that was a Mecca Okafor, right? Was on that team. Maybe I think, sounds I think. about right. Yeah, now the '99 team, I'm, I, I don't remember that far back, but you're right. You had you had studs, you had stars, and I think that on this UConn team, you just had a complete team with with some NBA talent. I think even Danny Hurley said that uh, in a press conference maybe uh, a couple days ago or leading up to the title. He's like he's like yeah, I got three NBA players, and I surrounded them with a lot of really good players. Andre Jackson Jr. Also, mm-hmm. he's one of those guys. He uh, kind of. His look and the way he plays, he kind of reminds of uh, Lonzo Ball a bit. And he can do so many different things on the court. He can really shoot it, but it's amazing how he shares the ball. Yeah, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they have so many dudes out there that are so good. I even looked at, uh, you know, with Sanago, uh, just not only is he, he averaged 17 and 8 this year, but being 6'9 and 245, and that is a big 245, like, there were times you could just tell they, they didn't have a, they didn't have a, an answer for him like yeah, nobody he, did he looks bigger than 245 yeah i'm like for sure. yeah i was like dude that that guy right there is like a defensive line he needs to be a defensive end in the nfl like i'm, I'm sure he wants to play basketball and it works out for him but hey if he wanted to try his hand at being like a, a d end or a tight end in the nfl uh he, he might have a nice little career there because he's just he's built like a truck so uh yeah the inside game outside game Really impressive by him, and you know you got to just get tip your hat to him. And I like Danny Hurley. I was rooting for him. I thought that was pretty awesome to uh, to to see just what how, taking over a program and a program that had been quote down in the dumps and uh, hadn't had a lot of great seasons just turn all around, put it all together, and win a championship. It gives you hope for a lot of other teams, not not just for like Arkansas, but just other programs that may have gone a long time or have struggled to figure it out and then just putting it together at the right times and boom there you have it it goes back to this quote that he had three years ago where he said you better get us now because it's coming yeah, we're, well. we're going to be really good here in a few years uh jordan hawkins also he joins his cousin angel reese they happen to be cousins they both that? win national championships and so they uh he spoke about it last night and of course they both tweeted something out he said uh i'm gonna see her in maryland soon the cookout gonna be lit and she said cookout this year about to go up yeah so, they're looking forward to the family reunion and celebrating those championships. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. I mean, it's, listen, it's going to be a, a great time for the fans, uh, or for the family out there, too. Uh, from 501, also in the First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, uh, it says, Richard Hamilton, of course. How can I forget? Rip Hamilton on the Yukon uh, 1999 National Championship team. So I'm pretty sure that they hit a buzzer beater. 
I don't think it was in the title game. I think Rip Hamilton hit one at some point in time in the tournament to get them to that point because they, they were about to lose, and uh, they ended up having a, a big game there too. So, hey, listen, it was a great, great run by UConn. Uh, I wouldn't say that the game was necessarily great, but it kept me invested a, a little bit too. And uh, also it was sad to hear, which we'll play later in the show, but sad to hear Jim Nance's final you know, send-off of no longer going to be calling Final Fours anymore for college basketball, and he's been doing it for so long. You think back, if you watch the Arkansas 1994 championship, he was on the call. And so just that was sad, but I thought he, of course, handled it with the utmost grace and just was awesome to you know hear him say, uh, thanks for being my friend is how it ended. So uh, he'll still be around, still doing calls, but no more Final Fours is well, going to be sad. Well, he ended it well, and he ended it the way he wanted to do it. He's from Houston. Final Four is in Houston. It made the most sense in the world where he begins his career in the city that he loves, and then he ends it there as far as with college basketball. He went out the way he wanted to. And I love the fact that, you know, as the game was getting closer and it was already in hand, uh, I know Bill Rafferty and Grant Hill, you know, they were kind of like saying, you know, hey, to you too, I kind of give him a toast. And he kept saying, he's like, he's like, well, I appreciate that. He's like, but, you know, I'm more, I'm more interested in watching these young men, you know, celebrate their champion. You know, he didn't want to make it about him. He's like, well, we, there'll be a time for that, but right now, Let's make this about them and uh, them winning a championship. He's which, already thinking about the Masters now. Yeah, well, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm thinking about the Masters as well, there, Jim. But uh, still, it was uh, it was a great great tournament. Had a lot of surprises, and college basketball is officially over now. Becomes portal season, which I'm sure we'll talk about uh, not only today but as the weeks go on. But right now, we know that with the weather concerns that are going to be coming into the state of Arkansas tonight into tomorrow morning. Chances of highly severe weather once again. And KATV's James Bryant joins us now on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline to give us some updates as well as uh, talk us through uh, what to expect tonight. And, uh, James, once again, appreciate you joining us. I know it's a busy time for you, but uh, it looks like uh, from yesterday when we talked to you, kind of moving into the day, has anything changed as far as what the storms look like tonight heading into tomorrow, or what can you tell us about it? Well, you know, nothing's really changed in uh, the last 24 hours. It's still a conditional threat uh, for a big severe weather event. And um, by conditional, I mean if we get uh, a few storms to develop, I think they're going to be able to produce a ton of severe weather, including a chance for some significant tornadoes. Now, um, I want to calm the storm anxiety because I know everyone who's listening in Little Rock is thinking, here we go again, and just, if you just look at it mathematically, the chance that the same areas get hit twice within a few days are just astronomically low. That, now, that's not to say it just couldn't happen tonight, but it, it's low. And the main, I think the main favored corridor for the worst weather tonight will be in a oriented, kind of in a northwest uh, part of the state, Mena, Russellville, up towards Clinton, uh, and even up towards Fayetteville. That region is kind of thinking to have the highest corridor but I don't want anyone in the metro area to let their guard down. It's going to be at night, almost entirely at night. And uh, so we just we want to have a way to get tornado warnings in case, uh, in case we get one. You don't want to be sleeping as the tornado bears down on you. And uh, that goes for uh, a, a large part of the state tonight. Where are the storms located now, James? And about what time are we talking about entering into Arkansas? Uh, so that's another reason it's kind of tough to communicate what's going to happen with this setup. Right now, there are no storms. There's nothing on radar. Um, it is uh, an after-dark deal where after 6 to 8 p.m., I think we could start to see a few pop, but they may not. It may be later. Um, and the threat goes really well into the overnight hours. I think we're going to have to be watching all the way through 3 and 4. There's going to be thunderstorms between 4 and 8 a.m. in the metro area, but I think the tornado threat will really decrease once we get past 4 a.m. as the best ingredients kind of shift away. We're still going to have thunderstorms tomorrow morning, but the threat for for big tornadoes is really tonight during the evening and then uh, midnight, 2 a.m. overnight hours in uh, central, north, and west Arkansas. So, James, uh, we know that with the tornado last week, since it was during the day, it was much easier to, to see it, to have visibility, and people were aware and awake and all that. But, you know, tonight and heading into tomorrow morning, it's not going to be the case. A lot of people are going to, of course, have to sleep and try to sleep and, and try to make it through the night. So what would be some things that you would recommend people do to try to prepare them while they're asleep, whether it's, uh, you know, certain alarms or just where they can be aware, but also trying to get everybody to sleep tonight in their homes as well? Well, you know, uh, each phone has wireless emergency alerts. 
uh, just make sure they are enabled tonight uh, in case tornado warning um, is out for your location. There's also the KETV weather app, and you can download that, and that's for warning notifications. Um, and our KETV news app can, is where you can watch live coverage. Um, and on our, our warning app, I know a lot of people, you know, if you don't live in a flood-prone area, turn off the flash flood warnings. If you don't want severe thunderstorm warnings, turn those off. If you just want the tornado warnings, just set those up, set up the alert, and then uh, you can go to bed. And So, you know, the tornado warning is on Friday in the metro area. gave people 15 to 25 minutes of lead time, uh, which was just exceptional. Um, you know, because coming into North Little Rock, the tornado warning was issued way, way, way in advance, and even West Little Rock as well. So they're, they're going to try to do that tonight, give you plenty of lead time. Uh, if there are any tornadoes tonight, they are going to move extremely fast. So it's not necessarily there will be lead time, but you probably won't have just a ton of time to um, to get moving. So, you know, it would be great if tonight nothing happened. I think after Friday, uh, we're all rooting for uh, a bus. James, how um, is that out of the norm? You said that nothing is registering right now because usually when you see storms and uh, for, you know, people that don't know much about it, usually see it moving west to east or southwest to northeast. How how uh, out of the norm is that for it to just pop up? It is a bit unusual, a bit of an unusual setup tonight. Normally our storms will develop in Oklahoma in the afternoon about this time. And if we're having a threat in the evening and overnight, they move in uh, from a different state and, and not just uh, here. Or, you know, our classic tornado outbreak like we had Friday, everything just pops up right here. This one, kind of all the best ingredients are present between 8 p.m. and 4 a.m. And uh, the storms that developed, we're just really going to have to watch. It's, it's a bit of uh, an outlier setup for sure. Uh, and that's one reason why it has us so concerned. You know, if you step outside... There's plenty of energy out there, warm and humid. We're in the 80s this afternoon. It's windy. And so, um, again, you know, best-case scenario is the amount of storms tonight are very, very limited, and there's not much out there because I think for a while tonight there's going to be a lot of places that don't even get any rain, but the areas that do see storms are going to have to pay close attention. Well, again, it's never something that uh, you want to deal with or that anybody wanted to deal with last week. But, James, I just feel like, too, before I let you get out of here, certainly seems like maybe what happened last week just has people a lot more informed and a lot more aware and a lot more cautious about something like this to where uh, they're going to take all the necessary preparations to make sure that they're ready for anything. So at least, uh, at least there's that to go on where you're hoping it's not going to be like it was last week, but people are definitely going to make sure they're more conscientious of what could happen this week. That's right. And we never, ever want to cry wolf or make something into uh, something it's not. Um, and, you know, that's why our wording a lot of times with tornado events is a few tornadoes, a tornado or two, you know, isolated. On Friday, it was pretty clear that any storm that got going could produce a big tornado. Uh, I think we made that apparent on Friday morning. Um, and then tonight, the tonight setup, you know, it's, it's hard to communicate because you say tornadoes, people think tornadoes everywhere. And that may not necessarily be the case, but, you know, it, if it affects you, it's the worst day ever. And it's the biggest thing to happen to you in forever. And, um, you know, nobody wants that. Uh, and so tonight I, I hope that we can make it out with minimal things happening and hopefully no storms. But if there are storms, hopefully they don't produce tornadoes. But that risk is there tonight. It's real. And, uh, you know, the best thing everybody can do is have a way to get woken up so you can get to shelter. Well, James, we really appreciate you coming on with us as always, man. Uh, keep up the great work. It's going to be a busy night for you, I am sure, but uh, appreciate all you do with KATV and making sure everybody is informed and updated, man. And uh, try to stay safe out there this week as well. Oh, yeah, we will. Get some nice weather after this, and uh, by next weekend we can relax and go into Easter and the Masters. Um, just got to get through tonight. We'll be up all night uh, watching it, so you can tune into us tonight uh, if something does pop. Absolutely. We appreciate it, James. Have a good one, man. Have a good one. All right, that was James Bryan of KATV. Join us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Another reminder, though, the Little Rock Sonic Co-op will be giving away cases of bottled water while supplies last at two locations today at the Sonic Drive-In at 2031 North 1st Street in Jacksonville, as well as the 9420 North Rodney Parham Road location here in Little Rock, for those that are wondering. We'll have some more updates for you and also other ways to get involved coming up next here on Out of Bounds, so stay with us.
This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Make Brewskies your go-to happy hour spot every Friday. Monday through Friday, happy hour goes till 7 p.m. But wait, actually, happy hour doesn't end on Friday. Every Friday, it's all day and all night happy hour. It's Brewskies. You're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. So come get your grub on. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. Great lawn start today, long before the grass is green. If you live in central Arkansas, Sanders Ground Essentials can help make your yard into a great lawn. Call Sanders Ground Essentials today at 315-9395 or on the web, sandersground.com. Sanders Ground Essentials, let's get growing. It's Justin Acre for Coffin by Design West. Shop with the local folks and get exactly what you want. You can also shop from the convenience of your own home by going to KaufmanLumber.com. There's an online store with over 800,000 items in inventory that can be delivered straight to your front door. Items in inventory include everything from hardware to housewares, heating and cooling supplies, lawn and garden tools, sporting goods, store and office supplies, and there's a huge range of products in each area available. So go by their store in West Little Rock at 14900 Cancel Road or do your shopping online at KaufmanLumber.com. Bank OZK has always strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK. Greater awaits. Member FDIC. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars, and the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. The Dell Technologies semi-annual sale starts now with limited quantity deals on select performance PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Save on select Vostro laptops with built-in security features and select Latitude laptops with enhanced privacy, collaboration, and connectivity. Save on select essential accessories plus free shipping and special financing with Dell Business Credit. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Everyone loves TV Dad. On the next TV Dad, presented by Progressive, TV Dad gets us through heartache. <laughs> Chin up, sport. Oh, hey, TV Dad. You know what heals all wounds? Time? <laughs> no, it's remembering the drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. But Jen still doesn't want to be with me. True. I actually saw her with your friend Brian earlier. Wait, what? Listen to your TV dad. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Your Arkansas travelers have a new home. Hear every pitch, every crack of the bat on 1067 Buzz 2. For the full calendar, go to Travs.com. It's the greatest game on dirt, and you can hear it at 1067 Buzz 2. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Well, Fayetteville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hogs can be heard all the way to San Francisco. On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle, you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Great deals on trucks. It is truck season. 0% interest on 22 Silverados when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. 1.9% APR on 23 Equinox when financing with a GM and a well-qualified buyer. 
pre-owned vehicles, they're good enough for mom. They're not going to put you in a vehicle that they wouldn't feel comfortable putting their own mom in. Make a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, GuadneyChevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value. Whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it directly to Guadney Chevrolet, Guadney is always actively buying vehicles. So you're going to get a great deal on that vehicle that you trade in or sell to Guadney. If you need to schedule a service, you can do that with convenient service hours throughout the week. Also, Saturday, 7 a.m. until noon, in case you can't make it throughout the week, it's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. We'll get to uh, what's trending in the world sports in a second, but uh, also want to relay this with uh, James Bryant we had on in the previous segment talking about the storms tonight. There are still things that people need when it comes to tornado relief, and the biggest needs out there are tap and roofing nails to secure blue tarps. So uh, if you have any of those available, as well as non-perishable food, looking at full size or seven and a half ounces of soups, spaghettios, ravioli chicken, things that'll be canned goods, peanut butter and jelly, both in plastic containers, Ziploc bags, quart and sandwich sizes, cereal, toilet paper, paper grocery bags, manual can openers. Those are the things that they need the most of, and you can drop those off at 7,000 Murray, which is the Little Rock Fire Training Academy, if you uh, have any way of helping out there, too. And uh, also... There are other few ways to get involved, especially when it comes to providing some of the uh, much-needed assistance. If you're looking at disaster aid, you can go to disasterassistance.gov, get uh, some more information on that, as well as you can donate actual dollars by going to litterock.gov. Uh, you can donate towards that. And if you're looking to volunteer, if you, if you don't want to just do money, if you want to take it to the next step and be out there uh, helping out in any way that you can, giving up your time, which is always so much appreciated and so much respected. You can go to litterock.gov slash volunteer for more details on that. So I know that there's been plenty of people out there that have been donating time, donating money, donating all their resources they can, and that is awesome. Keep that up, folks, because uh, a lot of people need it out there, not only in the city of Little Rock, but throughout the entire state of Arkansas. A lot of things going on in the sports world, so let's go ahead and talk about what's trending in it. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? A few things going down, like last night, can Connecticut, UConn, winning the national championship. Their fifth one in 24 years, 76-59. They get the victory in college basketball. Has officially come to an end for the 2022-2023 season. But we do know that the Masters will be starting up this week. Can't wait to talk with Will Gray of the Golf Channel tomorrow to get his thoughts and opinions on what he expects out of Augusta. But I got to hear from some players today and kind of what they're looking at. And, of course, Tiger Woods is always going to move the needle so much for so many different reasons and uh, one of the things that he brought up when he was being asked about uh, thought of one day playing his last competitive round at Augusta National has that something that crossed his mind and he says quote I don't know how many more I have in me I know more guys on the champions tour than I do on the regular tour at this point the overall desire to win has always been there and I've always worked at it and believe in what I could do he says that uh, I've been able to recreate a lot of the chip shots at my home or backyard, uh, or I'm at uh, medalist hitting balls off the side of lies. I'm trying to simulate shots and rehearsing again and again, catching every flag and location, each and every shot I would possibly hit. Uh, people are doubting me and, and maybe doesn't think I have a great chance of it, but people said the same thing back in 2019. I think that turned out pretty well. So uh, Tiger's kind of, I mean, I don't think he's sitting here saying, well, you know, I'm getting to the end of the career, but he's saying, hey, I don't have how many many more I have in me, so I got to make the ones that I can play in count the most and try to win as many as I can before that time comes. Something that's been discussed about Tiger going into this Masters now, of course, he has to make it there. But on Saturday, weather is always a factor, and this Saturday the temperature is going to drop. So the reason they're speaking about Tiger specifically is some of the injuries that he's dealt with, with the back and the leg now. Um, and you can see that out there in the practice rounds and trying to get some shots in, he's still walking with a limp, and uh, you can tell that that leg does bother him at times, but when the weather does get colder and you're dealing with some of those injuries, it could be a factor, but 
he does have to get to Saturday, so he has to make the cut to even worry about that to begin with. Obviously, I would love for him to win, and, and that would be something I would just you know be so excited about. But if he can just be in the mix on Sunday, I, I would take that, just, just to provide that extra energy. Because it's going to be great no matter who it is, and I know people are going to be rooting for particular golfers, or maybe it's the golfers that they bet on. Like I get all that, but anytime Tiger's involved, especially on Sundays, it's always going to make for a lot more exciting event. But uh, he's af- actually uh, been paired with uh, Hovland and uh, Scotty. So he's going to be out there. Uh, Defending champ. Yeah. Or, sorry, sorry, not Scotty. Uh, Xander. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, Xander Bogart. Yeah. Uh, sh- uh, sh- how do you say it? Shoffley? Oh, Xander Shoffley. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, him. So he's going to be out there with uh, those two guys, and uh, he's going to get paired up with them. So we'll see how that plays out. Should be a great week uh, for the Masters. Uh, also, this has been... Uh, quite a thing with the women's basketball college championship and everything. It's like already we had the stuff about the trash talk going on, but then there was another deal where apparently the White House said with Joe Biden that they're gonna have, she'd like to have both LSU and Iowa at the at the White House to celebrate. And then Angel Quotuita says, "What a joke!" And then they had to kind of go back on it. And then Caitlin Clark comes out and she says, "Hey, you know that we don't need to go there. Like it's just for the champions. LSU needs to go." And then so the White House not a thing. Yeah. Yeah, Iowa, Caitlin Clark, they don't even want to go. No, no. And then so down the White House, like, oh, no, we're going to have LSU here. So it's just like one of those deals to where it's like, man, just uh, all this controversy coming out of uh, just a lot of tension and everything. But uh, that's what's going to happen. Champions need to go to the White House, and only champions need to go to the White House, no matter who it is and no matter what they do. So, uh, but there's that. It's competition, and yeah. the competition continues on even after the game. My goodness, you ain't lying. But uh, also in some uh, NFL news, huge news for all you Raiders fans out there. Uh, the Vegas Raiders have signed quarterback Brian Hoyer to a two-year deal. So uh, trying to add, uh, of course, Derek Carr is no longer there with the Raiders. And we know that they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. But they're trying to add some more uh, depth to their uh, quarterback room. And Brian Hoyer is going to be the guy. New England two East. Years. That's what it's becoming with Josh McDaniels as the head coach. He's picking up a lot of former players with the Patriots. I don't feel like that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. There's, there's a lot worse you could do than having uh, – a bunch of former New England quarterbacks in there and uh, trying to, to build out that success, too. But still, uh, it just and the Raiders and uh, the, the frustrations I know that they've had, too, and trying to uh, be in that tough division and trying to, to win again. It's Who knows? Maybe Jimmy G's the answer, and maybe he can get it done there with the Vegas Raiders. I also think this is a really cool thing, too. We know the NFL draft coming up is going to be in Kansas City. I love Travis Kelsey. Living his best life, obviously, after coming off another Super Bowl victory. But he announced yesterday or today that he'll be hosting his first festival called the Kelsey Jam during the NFL Draft Weekend, which will be held April 8, 20, or 28th there in Bonner Springs, Kansas, which is a metropolitan area. And it's going to be a music festival featuring Machine Gun Kelly, Rick Ross, DJ Duo, Loud Luxury, and Kansas City rap legend Tech 9 Great way to give back to the fans and uh, raise some money. Mm-hmm. And sure, it's going to be tied to a great charity. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, Kelsey's going to keep the party moving over there in the NFL draft. So there's what's trending in the world of sports. We are up against it coming up in the next hour. We're going to have a lot more to talk about on Trigger Tuesday and also former Razorback Trent Daniel, once again, joining us here in studio. Look forward to talking with him. Probably about baseball, but also probably about everything else. So you won't want to miss it. Stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. we got the second hour underway next. Tune into The Zone Fridays for The Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. Every day, we do one thing. And we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise 